Hi, welcome everybody. Uh, today I have a special guest or interviewing uh, Leticia Allen, who just recently won her pro card in, in wellness. And um, she's one of the people who works at Iron Wine Fitness where I work. And so I got to I got to see what all she went through, the part of it. I mean, not the beginning, but these less actual prep. And uh, I want to bring her on and talk about the uh, so, some of the some of the physical game, but mostly just the mental game behind it, because I don't think people realize you know, the, the bodybuilding community in general is a very small community. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people are interested in it. A lot of people want to do it. But then when you get especially at the level that you're, you're at now and getting to that level, I don't think they realize what all goes into it. And we talk about it on my muscle connection stuff. But to hear different people's aspects um, is also help out a lot. Um, mm-hmm. So I know I know you've got a. Uh, that that prep was was pretty you had to go through a lot to get it and it was worth it in the end but i want to i want to start off by just giving everybody a background about when you started why you got into it what 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 got the what got the spark going that got you into competing all right so um hi everybody (laughs) so i actually started bodybuilding in 2017 and i started as a figure competitor um, back then, obviously, wellness wasn't a part of the NPC in America, IFBB Federation in America. Um, so it was in South America and other places around the world, but I didn't know anything about it. Um, funny story, my first actual coach told me, he looked at me, he was a guy from Puerto Rico, and he said, you know what, you actually be good for wellness, but we don't have it in America, so we're going to go ahead and push you to, to figure. I was just like, okay, you know, in, in one year and out the other year, but um, so I was in Turkey then, in the military. I'm a, I'm a veteran. Um, so I got started there. And one of, one of the biggest things that made me get started was I wanted to better myself because I had just gotten out of, you know, went through some things and I just wanted to pick myself up and make myself better. Um, for me, that was starting in the gym to like physically transform myself and also mentally and emotionally transform myself. So um, 2017, I started figure I actually won the first competition that I did in figure, but it was a very small show. I don't really think it counts. It was a military show, but you know, for me, it meant something that was the driving force that, that said, Hey, you can do this. And it, it just um, really just made me better in so many ways. So, and then I just continued on um, up until 2019, I did my last um, figure show. And then that's when they made the announcement for wellness to come to America. Um, And at that time, my coach was like, Hey, this one will fit you better because we had so much trouble getting my legs down. <laughs> you know, naturally, I'm just like kind of heavy on the bottom side, which is perfect for uh, for wellness. And my physical genetics is just more structured for wellness. So we made the transition to, hey, we're going to start focus on training this way. We're going to put you into this category. Um, even then, I didn't really know what it meant until I trained for about eight, nine months, and then stepped on stage for my first wellness show and won overall in wellness. And I was like, okay, we're on to something here, you know? So that was in Chicago at the Atlanta, um, at the Chicago, I'm sorry, the Chicago Pro in Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. When they did it the first time on in 2020, that was my first wellness show. So, and then from there, I was just like, okay, this is me. (laughs) You found your, you found, you found like, your mold, what you fit into. And you're like, okay, right. this is made for me. This is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, because in figure, I, you know, I loved bodybuilding. I loved the journey. I loved everything that it pushed me to be and to become and um, just how it transformed my life in so many ways. But it was so difficult for me to actually see, you know, even doing well on a on a national level stage because I was looking at those girls and then I look at me. and I'm like, oh, goodness, this is going to be tough, you know. So um, but once wellness came and I started seeing the, the 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 girls that have been doing it for a while and been comparing myself and like, okay, I actually could make this happen, you know? So, and then first show for wellness, won the overall. And I think like nine months later, I was a pro. I became pro in wellness. So, you know, that's, that's my journey. That's actually a short time from getting into wellness to turning pro was nine months. Now, granted, you started years ago, but for the point of the category to open up to turn in nine months is pretty astonishing. And, you know, I want to make a, a side note with this for people that have never been involved with this or seen people in these categories, even in the bikini categories or anything. When you get to the pro level, the pictures, the magazines do not do justice. When you see these people in person, after hearing about what people like Letitia does and some of the other people I've had on here to get to that point. Once you see them in person, you're like, now, nah, okay, now I see why you got to do all that because these people, the way they look is on another level. It's, it's, I remember the first time I saw Brandon Curry in person, it was like one of the first bodybuilders I've seen in person. This was before he went to Kuwait and got all jacked. Mm. I mean, these guys look photoshopped in person. Yeah. And so, and when you see bikini athletes in person, you're just like, holy shit. Like they all look there's nothing average. Like they stand out, even the ones that aren't muscular. So just something about them, how they're built stands out. And to get that, if it's something you usually haven't seen or you've never seen before, you probably got to do some shit you've never done before. You're that you're very rarely heard of to get to that point. Yeah. So, you know, we get ready. We're going here right now talking about the sacrifices she's made mentally and physically and all the work she's had to put into it. This is what it takes. And, the the biggest you know you can look at the work i always say i could give you a diet and a program and people be like oh yeah i can do that but then you start getting life you start getting the low energy you start like your tire go like your tire goes flat on a normal day okay you change your tire but when you're depleted you got to get somewhere a certain amount of time and get a meal in or something and then your tire goes flat and for some reason you just think the whole world's coming down because mm-hmm. then you're on your way to pick your kid up so you can take him home so you can go get this meal in and go train and it's it's it, it, it completely almost like it throws a wrench in it but it's, you know, it, it creates this, this mental like cascading, I just know I was a snowball rolling downhill. Mm-hmm. And if you're not a mentally tough person, you either will become one or you probably won't get very far. Um, I know myself still every day I do this, I get a little mentally stronger. I learn new things. I've been doing this shit and training people for like 10 years. Um, so it's, um, it's, I don't know. I think a lot of people have this misconception that it's just, oh, I'll just eat and train and do the work. And then I'll get there. It's like, no, there's, you got to deal with this. You got to do a life. You got to go to your job. So you got to make money. You got to do all this shit. Mm-hmm. So when we get ready to go into this other stuff, you guys got to keep that in mind. Like this is on top of all your normal stuff you have to do with all your drama, all the problems, all the breakups, all kinds of stuff that people go through. Like your kid gets sick or, you know, your parents die or something crazy happens. You got to deal with all this stuff. So the plated state is even even tougher, <laughs> like you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I know 
for you to get there, you did a lot of work. Um, <laughs> you were in the gym a lot. I think that's where we started talking a lot. You'd come in and do cardio in the morning. But how, um, I mean, how, like, you were, you, were, you were really tired for some of it. I remember you coming in and stuff. I go into what kind of stuff would eat at you when you would get through it? Because I know just the beginning, before we get into how you went to the first show and then the second one. Because so, I know that's an old battle right there. Mm-hmm. But just initially, when you got into it, it started getting rough. Like, what, what things get to your mind? And then what do you do to overcome it and keep pushing? That's what I want to know. Mm, that's a good question. So... Thinking back, really, um, to this point, um, you know, it, it had been years since I'd been training, you know, and then also I kind of, in my profession, I've, I've done, you know, mental health work and stuff like that. So I kind of know I've had a lot of practice on myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, um, but I think really the biggest thing for me was that I decided that I wanted to do this. So for me, it was like, okay, I'm suffering, I'm hungry, I'm angry, I'm tired, I'm irritable, but this is what I'm deciding to do to myself. So I cannot take it out on anybody else. I can't like quit or whatever, but for me, it was just like, okay, this is what you want to do. This is a goal that you set. So anything outside of that, um, that would get in my way, I would X out, you know, I don't go to parties. I don't be around negative people. Um, I'm, I have like a really small circle and I control my circle and I do that for a reason, especially when I'm in prep. So, um, I don't let a lot of stuff bother me, but the biggest things that bother me is me, to be honest, (laughs) because I want to quit. You know, I want to, I don't want to get up in the morning because I'm tired, but then I say, okay, well, Letitia, this is something that you decided to do. So, you know, a lot of a lot of the times I was fighting with myself, like, why am I making myself suffer? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know if that makes any sense, but, you know, fighting with myself, like, I, you know, I want to I want to eat something, you know, always have cravings and stuff. But I think once you get to a certain level, you start to narrow out um, a lot of the, the outside factors or things that might normally trip up a like a I don't want to say a beginner, but somebody that hasn't been doing it for so long. Um but just getting to the point where you're really deep in prep and you want to give up mentally and you have to push past those those walls of like weakness or or or, you know, low self-confidence because you don't believe in yourself. So for me, it was more so looking into myself every day and saying, but this is your goal and this is what you decided to do. So you get up and get your ass to the gym and do it. And you make and you make your meals and you eat your meals, Um, because I think one thing I didn't mention to you also is in this prep from the beginning, I went through like a a self-esteem kind of thing. Like I didn't really like I said before, I didn't really believe in myself as a bigger competitor. So coming over to wellness, I actually made a decision to change my coach, Um, got with a different coach, um, uh, kind of like one of the top level coaches for wellness. Um, and that was me deciding that I was going to believe in myself. That was a decision. I was like, I'm going to invest in this coach because he's a top level coach. He knows what he's doing. I trust in his expertise. I'm putting all this money down. And that's another thing people don't know uh, or don't really realize competing is very expensive. <laughs> it could get very expensive. So for me to like actually make that investment into him, I wasn't going to let myself down. But when it got to be really tough, 
um, I just had to say, okay, well, you, you put this money down. You decided that you want to do this. Stop bitching, stop complaining, <laughs> you know, and get past this because for me, it's just like, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And that's just, and that's just me. That's who I am. And once I make my mind up to do something, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure it gets done. So it wasn't a factor that I was going to allow myself to quit. It was just, how far can I push myself? How, how deep can I push these negative thoughts down to where they're no longer a factor? And then I just start to like overcoming them and believing in myself more and strengthening my, my mental fortitude and strengthening my belief in myself and my confidence. So for me, it was more of an internal battle than it was anything external. Was um when when you when you thought about when you think about or when you when people in general think about quitting mentally, and uh, because they want that simple satisfaction of not being in pain or not being tired or not being on crap, mm-hmm. um, people uh, I, people have have to remember that yeah you make that decision okay it's over but now you got this regret it's gonna be weighing on you for a long time i always say what you know i wanted to do this one of the reasons i got out of the navy is because this i wanted to pursue this career because i had a knack for training people and i just love love bodybuilding since i was a kid and i'm like i am some way going to find a way to make a living in this sport one way or another Mm -hmm. so then but in the navy i was like ep sailor I, i was getting promoted first time up you know, somebody's like, you know, why do you want to throw this away? And I say, because I don't want to be Mr. What if 10 years down the road, right. like what if I would have done what I wanted to, what I made it higher. So when you guys, when she's talking about the mental game and people talking about wanting to quit, you don't want to be that what if person down the road. Like at least if you go and you fail, you at least know you weren't cut out for it. I mean, I think that would be a more satisfying feeling than just not even trying. Agreed. So Agreed. it's, um, but you know, you know how it gets when you're in there, you forget about this shit until it's over. You're like, fuck, mm-hmm. I should have stuck with it. You know, I don't, I've, I've had that feeling before. I don't want that feeling again. Right. And, uh, and I remember this, I would, I would come in and talk to you like, yo, this today's today sucks. <laughs> you know? And we've had many conversations in the gym when I'm walking yeah. in there like a damn zombie and I got to go do my hour of cardio. And I tell, I told you some personal things that were happening to me yeah. during the prep that I had to get past. It was no, it was no like giving up on that because yeah. I knew just like what you said, if I were to say, oh, I quit, you know, screw this. I'm not going to do this anymore. Then I would feel, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I could, I could have handled that feeling because I, I put so much into, I put, I invested so much energy into that goal and into that thought of, Hey, Leticia, you are going to try your best. And you're going to do this. You put this money in here. You know what? You're going to go for this. And if I would have not done that, if I would have gave up and succumb, succumb to the, the cravings, the, 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 the tiredness, the crankiness, I don't know anything. I would have, I would have regretted it. You know, here's, I would have regretted it. Here's a kind of off the wall question. Cause you mentioned the cravings. Cause this yeah. is, um, it's a, it's a theory I have. So I used to be like this too. So people that have the cravings and stuff, uh, I, I asked them this question, you know, you're feeling like shit cause you're low on energy mm-hmm. and then you eat something that you shouldn't and you feel better because you got a little energy and stuff. Do you think that because doing that, we somehow subconsciously program ourselves to thinking that eating bad food makes you feel good. So we always do it when we feel bad. Oh goodness. It's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So you have a relationship with food. 
And that's something that everybody really has to address, especially if you're going to get into this world of bodybuilding. You have to understand your relationship with food and how you react to certain things in life and what that translates into what you're putting into your body. So food is like universal, you know, um, thing that people come around to like celebrate. People use it as like stress relief you know, good or bad stress, you're, you're eating. It's just like, but we have to really understand like food isn't making you really happy. Is it really making you happy? Or is it just the, the, the satisfaction of making that connection with, I don't know, an emotion that you think is going to like heal whatever you're going through, if that makes sense. I, because you said it, it, it makes you feel better, but at the end of the day, you knew that you ate something that you weren't supposed to eat. So are you really feeling better? Because then yeah. after that, initially you're going to feel like, oh man, that feels good. You know, I was whatever, waiting for something like this to just make me take the edge off, make me feel better. But I, but then, you know, hey, I got to do an extra 30 minutes of cardio because I just consumed all this crap. You know what I'm saying? So is it worth it? Is it really worth it? I'll compare it to the same way that I was in the drinking cycle. So um, you have problems and stuff and you're insecure and you have like self-esteem issues. So you drink and then you feel better and you get more comfortable and then you sober up and those problems come back. But you have this connection now that every time I drink, I don't have to worry about that because you're not really fixing it. So you get in this circle. It just never stops. And this circle for me lasted a long fucking time. It's a vice. Like, yeah, right. I think the food does the same. Like every time you feel bad, well, if I eat something, I'll feel better. And now they're eating to be happy. They get the connection that that food is is happiness, food gets rid of stress. And honestly, when you cut that off, you start realizing there's so much other shit you could have done to relieve stress and feel good besides eating. And especially in Hawaii, where there's a holiday for everything and people are eating because of everything. I mean, Hawaii is really they eat to celebrate anything everything yeah so it's it's when you do when you train people from this culture um and they haven't been in this before that's one of the hardest things they have to break because their family's always going to eat every time a holiday comes up yeah. but true. they it's a it is it's a cycle and it's um you have to get the mindset of eating for purpose and the bigger picture and all that stuff and um it took me a very long time to get over it like i was always bad for cheating on weekends and stuff mm -hmm. uh, but i think my bigger bias was the alcohol but I wanted to ask you that because I think uh, every time I ask that, I always get some good advice from people that have also been to where um, they've been in a hard prep and they've been tempted to eat. Because, I mean, you're, you're, you diet hard, your blood sugar gets low, you're going to crave stuff. That's just part of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I'll say this, and then we'll get back to the next question, because I want another thing I want people to realize is that, you know, you train in like the video I did about you can't compete where I was talking about how people think this because they look at the right. stage. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was telling I was telling a girl this the other day because uh, she was talking about competing. And I'm sure you can back me up on this because you, you, she initially got in the gym to lose weight and look good. It's like, OK, and that's a step up from where you're at. You're trying to get in shape and look better. And now you're in this group of attractive women and stuff. But now you're looking into competing and you're looking at this next level. Right. So and it's a level that contains a smaller amount of people that takes more work. So Absolutely. just because you got up to this level of these women doesn't mean you can automatically go do this. You're now at the beginner level of another ladder you have to climb that involves more shit, harder shit to do, to step above the people you were striving to be in the first place. So, yeah, you're all the stuff you just mentioned, stuff you have to go through, which you may not normally have to go through when you're just trying to lose like some weight from having a kid or some shit. Yeah. That's absolutely. a whole different level. Absolutely. Uh, so. You go, 
through this prep. And I know, like, uh, going back to what you said about coming in, there would be some days you would come in. I'd be like, I know she doesn't want to talk today. I just tell by looking at her, like, I'm just going to leave her alone. But, you know, and sometimes we would talk a lot. And, uh, you, you know, uh, when you went down there to mm-hmm. for where, where was the first show? I forgot. And that's gracious. The, first show was in uh, uh, South Carolina. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And, Charles, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then tell, uh, let you, do tell everybody what happened when you went down there. Okay. So I think that was, oh goodness. I think it was the end of June or the beginning of July, beginning of the July, the 4th of July weekend was that competition. Um, basically I dieted, you know, trained everything. I think I looked I personally think I looked better at that show than I did at the, the show that I won my pro card. But um, so basically came in super conditions. Um, I was ready. I was ready to go. Got on stage. Basically, I was told that I was too um, too lean, which is something in- very interesting. I said I was too conditioned. Um, so I needed to fill out um, a little bit. And I was like, I just knew that I won. I just knew that I looked good. You know, I looked to me, I looked the, the best that I had ever looked. Um, so when I beat my last package by far and, um, I, I just knew that I was going to, that it was mine. I was going to get you the first or second and that would, you know, that would uh, secure my, the, the winning, but I actually ended up getting third place. And when I talked to the judges, they told me that everything was perfect, but I just needed to fill out a little bit more. So like from the rear, especially they said that my glutes were too, were too lean. So I personally don't think that, but that's what the judges said. So um, it really, it took me out for a little bit. Like that day, I was just like, kind of like, okay, wow, that was crazy. And then, you know, the next day, um, I think the next day is when I got the feedback. So the first day I just tried to like, not think about it and just like kind of process it. Um, And then the next day I got the feedback from the judges. And then right after then um, I was ready to go. So we looked at the next at the next show and I was like, OK, if that's what they want, then that's what we'll give them. But it was very difficult for me because I was like, I can't believe <laughs> like you never hear that. Like you're too conditioned. Like, what is that in bodybuilding? You know, but that's what they that's what they told me. So um, disappointed. My coach is very disappointed because we felt like we we did everything that we're supposed to do as far as like the category and what they're asking for. But apparently we didn't get it all the way right so we had to take another go at it um it's it's better to i mean because there's another contest around the corner it's probably better to have been to where you just have to fill out more to have been to where you had to get leaner do you think true yeah very true that would that would have sucked because then you would have been away from your home base traveling out, out, out on location trying to find the resources to to train and get leaner and then travel and go do the next. That, I think that'd be a lot harder on you, honestly. True. True. Yeah. Uh, now, you, you know, what you just said about that's what we want. We'll give it to them. That, that, that's a big statement considering everything you went through to get to the point of that first contest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think a lot of people would have been like, after all this work, now I said I did too much. Fuck this. And they probably would have, either said or I'll come back next or they would have find, found a reason to not keep pushing after, you know, um, that ever crossed your mind or me like, no, we're not done because I did all this work. I'm not stopping until I get what I want. I was determined. <laughs> I was determined. 
Yeah. Well, go go into the going up to the first contact prep. Like, give people an idea of just. I I mean, we said the basic stuff about mentally, and but I mean, I was there and I saw you do a lot of it. I, I know what you went through. Um, just seeing it in your face, you know. I mean, and I know I see we see a lot of people get ready for shows in there, so we see it all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, when Chris got ready for his last contest, when he came mm-hmm. in, he didn't talk to anybody. I was like, I completely understand why I'm not, I'm not gonna bother him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for people out there that don't realize, like, what all did you go through? Like, how hard was it? How many challenges you have? Like, the stuff you had to do, you know, what were some of the hardest things you had to go through as far as the prep itself? You know, what can be, can I give people a good idea so that they know what was on the line when you went to that first contest? Really, um, you, you literally take it day by day and week by week. But what I really took away from that is that I had to become something and someone that I was not. So I had to push past what I knew about myself and go into this new realm of the Letitia that was required for this next level in my life, if that makes sense. So I knew that I couldn't go into that with the same mindset as what I had before. Um, You know, it just really, it's almost like you reinvent yourself. Like you become like this, this, this new person um, because it was, it was literally the next level that I had not reached before. So I knew that I had to like dig really deep to getting to that place. Um, so everything, everything was just like to the wall, like balls to the wall, pedal to the metal. You're going, you're doing everything that you can to make sure that you hit all the the requirements and all the things that's on your, on your plan to do. So, um, it was, it was definitely very difficult. There were days I didn't want to get up out of bed. There were days where I wanted to quit, like I said, but I kept telling myself, Letitia, this is what you wanted to do. This is what you said you wanted to do. You invested in this, you invested in yourself. So make sure that you do it. And I, I feel like I kind of went to a dark place because yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I definitely went to a dark place to where I didn't talk to certain people for days. You know, I, I noticed that when I would talk to certain people or would go to certain places that it would affect me more than it typically would. So I had to really kind of isolate myself. Um, and, you know, I, I tried to, like, maintain who I am, you know, coming to the gym. You know, you guys are totally different there, you know, because we're kind of in the same community. So, you know, being understanding, like you said, oh, don't talk, don't talk to her today, you know, kind of thing. But. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying? So that was a safe place for me. But knowing that I couldn't, you know, you have to make sacrifices. It's just what it was. You have to make sacrifices. You have to be willing to become a different person. You have to. And that's something that I'm kind of trying to um, wrap my head around now is because I know going into the pro league, I'm going to have to become a a, a totally different person again, you know, because it's a totally different level of, of, I don't want to say commitment, but I'm just going to need to really up my game mentally, physically, emotionally, everything to be able to step onto those stages. So I know what I what I did in these last two preps. I'm not going to be able to, you know, 100 percent do everything and, you know, be successful. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to have to up everything again to make sure that 
I'm mentally where I need to be. I'm physically where I need to be. I'm making the improvements. I'm on my diet. I'm communicating with my coach. Um, you know, we're on the same page. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. And I know that's going to require a new me. You know what I'm saying? There's so, always another level. There's always right. another level to achieve. When you have a goal, you hit it. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of those people that just your your goal, it requires a bunch of different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, the difference between I want to pay my rent this month to I want to be a millionaire. Like there's there's steps there. And it's like every time you hit a step and you think, oh, you want to take a breath of relief, like, fuck you, there's the next ladder. Go get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that is a mental battle that people because it's like this, this shit is never over. But then, you know, but that's number one. That's how it is. If you want to make it. Number two, there's yeah. just some people that get off on that shit. Like they just don't want to stop. And that's where your Michael Jordans and shit come from. You know. And I think a lot of that is in bodybuilders because it's like you're suffering. You know what I'm saying? In a lot of ways, you are making yourself suffer. You're not eating. You're getting up. You're doing hours of cardio a day. You're going to the gym multiple times a day. You're putting yourself through a lot of stress. But it's almost like you chase that feeling. You chase that the next level of, hey, I lifted this today. I you know, did this many reps or I made sure that I didn't step out of line today. Like it's literally like you. it's like a high that you chase. I, I try to I try to relate it to when you get out of the military and you're a civilian again, and you because mm-hmm. once you go through a prep, you're a lot tougher about stuff about eating, about training, about making things on time, about doing a lot of stuff at one time, having a strict schedule. I try to tell people like you know, it's like being in the military and getting in the civilian world. And you hear people bitch about stuff. You're like, man, shut the fuck up. You don't know how <laughs> you hear somebody fuss about something that to you is insignificant because you've been like, through different really? stuff. And I tell people, like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, when, when it's, it's, um, I've had people that have done a prep and just, just to do it, they competed, they did okay and said, yeah, I'm good. But then they'll come back and they'll be like, man, my friend was talking about losing weight. They can't even like cook their own food. I'm like, man, you got no, idea. you got no chance. You know, so they have that, they start getting that same mentality. So it makes you try every day, like you go through this and it wears on you and you're still able to do your everyday stuff. And I think people, even if it's at a subconscious level, get pleasure out of thinking that I just became so much stronger because I did all this stuff today that a lot of people can't do. Like, God, if you get into it, you dedicate into any form of the bodybuilding community, you become a small percentage of people. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot. The discipline in itself. Yeah. It's, it's definitely, um, it's, it's a lot of people try, um, but very few people, and we seem like it's everybody because we're in a gym. So like oh, everybody we know does it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people. Me being a trainer, I see this shit all the time. I see a lot of people fail. I see a lot of people fail early. You know, mm. and it sucks. And, and, but it's just what it takes. I mean, it's what, what, what it sounds like to me what you were doing when you were talking about your prep. Uh, we'll go back to that. Is you had this mentality like, okay, I want to be a pro athlete. So now it's time to start acting like one. So you were like manifesting the whole thing. You weren't like manifesting. Okay. I'm going to think this is going to happen. You were fucking doing it. And then you became it. I think that's more how that manifestation is supposed to work. Absolutely. Yeah. I I literally just had that conversation. Um, Went out to train with my coach and some of the girls in Orlando just recently. We literally just had that, that conversation. When you want to be something, you have to be it. You have to act in that way. Um, and I told them the same thing, you know, leveling up. If you want to be a pro, you got to think like a pro. You got to act like a pro. You got to walk like a pro. You got to eat like a pro. You got to train like a pro. You got to, you know, you got to talk like a pro. Like you cannot 
a lot of it is, is self-confidence and knowing, you know, you talk about people that fail, that just give up, it, it, that might be because they don't think that they can do it. So they don't, they lack the confidence um, in order to like, that's required to push them towards what that goal is. A lot of people, you know, for some reason, bodybuilding is kind of glorified to some people, but it seems like it's glorified to people that aren't really in the community because they're like, oh, whatever, you know, this is, you can just go in there and lift weights and, you know, cut your diet or something. And then you look like this. It's not, <laughs> it's a lot harder than that. Actually, it requires you to literally reach outside yourself and become the, this new person. So manifestation is literally what that is, is I, you know, think like a, think like a duck, act like a duck, you become a duck or whatever that saying is, you know what I mean? So you just said it and that's exactly what it requires. Yeah. And that's what you did. And um, I honestly think when people usually go into this, they think, well, I'm not at the pro level yet. And that's their mentality. Mm -hmm. I'm not at the pro level yet. So fill in the blank. I will fuck this up or I will just do this much because I'm not there yet. And then you're right. thinking, well, that's why you're never going to get there because you only do this much or only do that. And you don't do all of this. It's, right. it's the opposite mentality. Absolutely. Uh, that's, like I'm saying, that, that was kind of me. I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, no, that go was ahead. Kind of going from figure to wellness. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't see it then, but when I got into wellness, I was actually able to see it. Therefore I was able to become it. Therefore I was able to embody it. Therefore I was able to mimic it and manifest it. And then by the, you know, grace of God and my hard work every day, I, yeah. you know, it, it, it materialized. So, yeah. So you go, you go into the second contest. Mm -hmm. How was your, how was your confidence of going into that? Cause you went to the first one saying, I got it. And then you finished mm -hmm. third. So what did that change how you went to this? I know, I know you said, you know, we're going to give them what they want. You got that. But now comes the day of the contest, you're going to get on stage. Mm -hmm. Are you still like, I fucking got it. Or, or what were you thinking? Yeah, I had a mix of feelings there, you know, cause it was, it's, I really think it happened it happened the way that it did for a reason because it, the second competition was actually in Arizona where I'm from. So yeah. my family was there. Um, my mom and dad were able to come and see me there. So I kind of feel like it was just meant to be that way. So they could be there with me to share that experience. So it was like, I had to peel off layers of my mind in those weeks. I think it was like three or four weeks. Um, I think three, four weeks or whatever, because it was the, the third into the 31st. Uh, the 31st was the second competition. The third was the first competition of July. So literally just a month separation of time. But I felt like I had to peel off layers of <laughs> just what it was because I didn't understand it, you know, because I was like, I got this. I got this the first one. And then I was like, OK, shit, I don't have it. Now we got to adjust. I got to go back to the drawing board. My family's here, so I feel more supported. So I feel more at ease. And, you know, um, I just felt like it was kind of meant to be. So I felt a, a different level of um, satisfaction because it was just so wonderful to have my family there. So um, in, in a sense, I was like, we're going to kill this prep. But then in a sense, I was just like, just more free, more free, like a more of a free feeling because I was so happy that I was able to share that with my family. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds like, you know, you went to the first contest, like I got this in the second contest. You're like, okay, everything's falling into the right place. 
Exactly. Exactly. So now it's it has to happen because right. everything is how it's supposed to be. Right. Which is um, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing. Um, how do I say it? Like there's nothing negative about either approach because you're positive going into it but that mm-hmm. second one it seems like there's this extra level you didn't expect like oh now they're here and all this is gonna right. happen like this is it could either it could either hit somebody's a lot of pressure or it could hit it like okay this is this is the one because this is exactly if i want it like this is exactly how i want it so mm-hmm. this has got to be it and it's almost like excuse my language but fuck it you know <laughs> no, no, <go laughs> like, okay so went to the first show looked great they said i didn't look how they wanted me to look so we're going to do the same thing but tweak it a little bit so it was a, a mix of me having confidence in myself knowing that we were there uh, um given the, the judges feedback but that also i just needed to change just a little bit of you know things so coming in a little bit fuller i mean that's that's a that's an easy tweak it's a, it's a minor thing it's a minor thing it's a very small thing so literally my peak week everything was the same except for my peak week was a little bit different on how we came in yeah. Right. So like we started carving up on Monday, like, come on now. That was not happening. The first one, obviously yeah. we went about it differently. So, um, and I was just like, you know what, we're, if in fact, this is what they said that they wanted, we're going to give them what they want. And if it doesn't happen this way, then, then shit, I'm just going to have to like really step back. But it, it, like you said, it was like, it was meant to be because my yeah. family was there. All I had to do was make a small tweak. I gave them exactly what they said they wanted. And they said, if I do that, then it's mine, you know? Um, and that's what happened. Yeah. So it just all came together. And with me training competitors, I, I've seen that if the judges give you feedback mm-hmm. and you at least show that you progress towards what they want, they're mm-hmm. going to reward that. Right. So that's, um, if they give you the opportunity to get feedback, always get it and listen to what they say, especially if that's the judges that's going to be at the next contest because they're going yeah. to look and they're going to see if you listen or not. Yeah, you know? and it was the same judges, so that benefited me. Yeah, that's big. <laughs> if they saw, fuck, she did exactly what we told her to do, that, that kind of puts them in a corner. Exactly, yeah. Because they said, if you do this, you got it, and then you did it, like, they only go one way. Mm-hmm. So unless, unless some, like, you know, every once in a while you have that freak of nature that shows up where you're just like, where the fuck this person come from? Yeah, there's always that one person that can show up like you cannot go against that physique. Like, yeah, you know, that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. Especially um, at a national level. Oh, my goodness. National shows, it's totally different than, you know, local regional shows. Oh, yeah. Basically, sure. everybody, everybody backstage looks good, you know. Yeah. So you really got to come with it. So because so, you never know who's coming from around, you know the nation to those shows yeah um last time i went to the usa's i had a girl competing in figure and they were huge at that show i was like this is this this is insane. this is figure like on the on the island this ain't figure but in, in las vegas this is figure <laughs> it's like that's a good point that's a good point because yeah you know different area excuse me areas are going to look for i guess a different look yeah, they will. Absolutely. You go to like because at the national level shows, these are like Olympic judges, you know. So they're these are the people that are the the IFBB judges, the the, the same judges at the Olympia are judging these shows. So this is actually what they want to see more so than kind of the local, you know, requirements yeah. or you know what they want. So yeah. it's totally different. So you really got to up your game. <laughs> yeah, because you could, um, you know, a regional show. 
you're you're the best out of the people in the community. But then you go to a national level and you realize, oh, that's what they want, and you are miles away from it. Exactly. You know, it's it's very rarely do you, do you nail it the first time you go from regional to a national show. That's a big leap. People don't realize that. I mean, at the national level, they're hiring coaches and doing whatever it takes and spending yeah. the money. It's right. not, it's not like you only do that once you're a pro and you're sponsored. Now people are doing that at the beginner, even at the national level, even some regional, right. you know, because it's, you know, with the internet, with being able to communication, you have access to all this information and all anything you want, any coach you want. So I guess it gives the people uh, better resources, Mm-hmm. So almost too good. I, don't, I mean, uh, I say that because I, I think personally in bodybuilding, after seeing last night's prejudging, I was very disappointed in the Olympia. I think um, they're getting too much, and they need to they need to dial it back a couple, like a decade or so, to how they look. I think they're getting yeah, it, they're, getting, yeah. It's the classic physique was a much better looking contest. I, I, I agree. hate I, saying that. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, especially, you know, the last few days, another tragedy, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they can make some adjustments, you know, for, for everybody, you know, to really, okay, so what exactly do you guys want? And is this going to be the best for the community? I hope something can happen, you know. Sometimes that means that overshooting it, I think overshooting the mark shouldn't be rewarded anymore. Agreed. It needs Agreed. to be there. If you look on the, I don't know if they still have it up, but you used to could look the NPC and the IFBB judging rules, what they look for. And mm-hmm. I, I, I would always say if that the winner should be the one that hits the most of those bullet points, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it seems like they pick one or two back. Like, okay. Fuck all these. We're looking for these two. Whoever's got the most yeah. of these. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, there's a lot that goes into that too. Like these, <laughs> these yeah. things, you know, especially with, uh, with the politics I, and all kind of stuff. I'll say this. And yeah. even Phil Heath went on Twitter and said this too, but not getting too far off topic, but Hottie should have got a better look. He should have been, he should have at least first or second. I don't Great. give a fuck if he's supposed to be 212. He, he yeah. looked better. He has shown up consistently conditioned, 90s conditioning. I like saw we, him at I saw him in the gym, like goodness in Orlando, goodness gracious in person, like you said. Jesus, these guys are just ridiculous. Yeah. He looked amazing. I was pissed that he didn't get a first call out. So um I want to bring this up because me me and Dibs also talk about a lot about these books on the show. And I know me and you got to read some of them. Mm -hmm. Which ones did you really like a lot that helped get you through? Because I always see you reading when you're doing cardio. Goodness gracious, if I can remember the names of the books. So (laughs) I've been reading, I've been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot. And that that definitely helps me get through. Um really just forming my, my, my mindset. So a lot of the stuff that I read is about mental fortitude is about, um, pushing past your limits, um, is about like separating yourself from the norm or whatever. I don't know, just really elevating yourself into becoming something that you want to become. So a lot of kind of self-help, but, um, one of the books that I read, um, again, Actually, it's my second time reading it, but I think we talked about it too. It was called Outwitting the Devil. Oh, yeah. That one, really good book. Um, and then uh, Think and Grow Rich, so Napoleon Hill. So these these books are about like uh, manifesting and becoming something that you are not, that you want to be. Um, so, and then uh, what's that? Atomic Habits is also very good. 
uh, talking about um, your behaviors and your habits and how they contribute to your outcome and what, you know, what you get out. So, um, yeah, I've, I've read, I read so many books <laughs> uh, during that prep because they literally just kept me in line, like in a mental, like, and really that's a good point because what you allow to come into your mind, what you read, what you listen to, what you, um, you know, allow yourself to be around is going to affect you. So you have to be able to control and um, really choose wisely, especially when you're in prep. Um, You can't have distractions that's going to, you know, stress you out or make you think negatively or anything like that. So that's what I focused on was making sure that my mind was ascending and vibrating at a higher level all the time because I knew that that's what I what was going to be required of me. Yeah. Um, people, if you don't do this, you need to try this, like find books, videos, podcasts relative to what you're trying to do <laughs> and listen to them. Um, and if I start losing my training, my track and training people, I pick up one. I haven't read a second book. I bought it yet. I bought it. But if I just open up his first one, someone randomly start reading a few paragraphs and seeing how he was with his athletes, I get fucking fired up. I don't want to start mm-hmm. training people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I've read Outweigh the Devil, Think and Grow Rich. Um, I'm actually actually reading Art of the Deal just because I'm interested mm-hmm. in how Trump's mind works and how he was so mm-hmm. successful in business. Not whether you, people like or dislike the guy, but business-wise, yeah. when you start looking at how he worked to get to where he was and stuff he thought up of and the way he thought about people in general, it's pretty, pretty cool to see. So it's really? just, um, it's, uh, it's anybody that's had great accomplishments, whether I don't like him or not, you know, you can always take something from him, but the, I, so, um, Dorian Yates, even the podcast he has now where he's really spiritual about stuff, he still talks mm-hmm. about his bodybuilding days. And he's like, I was manifesting before I even knew what manifesting was right. because right. he lived, he breathed, dreamed bodybuilding. And he's it, uh, 50 years from now, he'll still be known as one of the best bodybuilders in the world. Yep. Um, so that's just, you have to be, you have to, uh, I say, think of, think of your, think of you as a sponge at that point, And you only want to soak up like stuff that's going to help you out. Like when you watch stuff, read stuff, listen to stuff, it needs to be that type of material. Cause it's going to help. Now, I never read it all, but now that I started reading stuff in books, it is up to my game another level. So it's it's a big it's a big big thing. I mean, just find I I, I used to find stuff that would distract me, like stuff that didn't have nothing while I was doing cardio. But now if I find stuff that it's the difference between watching a movie and then watching a, a bodybuilding documentary or watching an Olympia while I'm doing mm-hmm. cardio, it makes a difference. Absolutely. Because one's like, oh, I'm trying to keep myself distracted, so I don't worry about this. And one is like, this is why I'm here. Right. Push harder. Exactly. Exactly. So you keep yourself in that mindset and that mind frame. Like I just touched on, like when you're vibrating, uh, kind of words that doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. But when you vibrate mentally at a high frequency and at a high level, and if you're keeping yourself in that vision, if you're always thinking about, hey, I'm going to make it towards this. What do I got to do? What do I got to do to make it towards this this goal? Like keeping that positive mindset, keeping that positivity always around you, not allowing negative thoughts like, oh, I'm going to fail or I didn't, you know, eat. I ate 12 ounces instead of 10 ounces or whatever the heck, you know, I missed the mark or whatever, whatever it can be. But just making sure that you are constantly strengthening your mental fortitude. Um, and that's like you said, that's the difference between because I used to just listen to music or just watch like a random movie, but it, it's not the same. It's a total different 
um, outcome that you get when you actually have inputs that are constantly coming in that are going to con, um, continue or keep you on that on that path, on that goal, in that mindset. Because if you're, it's not just like, um, what are, what are the, those people called? Like they shoot like long distance, um, a sharpshooter, you know, yeah. you're, you're dialed in, you have to zero in. You have to like get your targets set up. And once your targets are set up and if you're in that line, practicing whatever you're going to hit that target so you always have to have your 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 mind and your and your your sights on the target and keeping good things coming into your mind at all the time and um reading the right books listening to the right podcast the right you know people that have done it before like dorian um you know that definitely helps it keeps you on that on that track and that's very important if i get a client that says you know that they're not motivated to come to the gym or, or to keep bodybuilding, or if they're kind of like, because everybody has a bad day. It's like, if you can't watch, I don't know if you ever watched the Blood and Guts, Dorian Yates' bodybuilding movie. It's like one of the most famous yeah. ever. Yeah. No. If, you, if you can't watch him or Branch Morris on my workout and get fired up to come to the gym, this sport probably ain't for you. For bodybuilding, I'll talk about figure wellness. But that's, you know, you gotta, it, it definitely, I, I like the sharpshooter analogy because even when you've got the target in sight, you have to think about how long is it, how far is the bullet going to drop, the wind's coming in, so how do I have right. to change? So you think it's just point and shoot, but then you start looking into it more and you realize, oh, there's all this other stuff I have to take in okay. in order to do it. So that's the that's the books, the podcasts and stuff. Right. And when you start doing this and you start, we just talked about this on on the MMC right before we came on here. If you start getting that focus and getting in that direction, you will attract shit that starts helping you. You'll attract the right people. You'll attract the right resources because right. you're now believing you believe you're ready. You're telling the world you're ready. And now the world's going to help get you finished. You right. your All attraction. Yep. That is a real thing. And honestly, for me doing these interviews with you guys and doing the MMC podcast and just the whole direction of taking my channel, Mm-hmm. has changed me as, as like, mm-hmm. I've noticed that my attitude towards the sport and towards training people, like I, I, now I go from, I'm always trying to find a way to up and try like, it's kind of like revised me a little bit, like how I used to be when I was young, I wanted to get into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. like, it, you know, I've always gotten, then I met, I've been good friends with this forever. Then I mm-hmm. met people through him and then we met and now I'm getting all this. Now I'm getting my fire back. I'm like, I fucking, I'm mm-hmm. ready. You know, and I, I'm 38 and I'm still, I, I, a lot of people Trying say, well, be, yeah, like people, well, people be saying like you're too old. Yeah. I'm like, fuck no, man. I think, but doing all this shit with, and you guys being around me, I mean, you guys help me out a lot. I don't know if you realize when we sit around and talk about this stuff and we do these shows and stuff, like it gets me motivated to do it. It reminds me what I'm supposed to be doing. So that's just not, not to, not to take attention away. I'm just saying that like give examples, me and her both give you guys examples of how this stuff works. And how there's always more stuff you can take in stuff to get you that next level. So before before we call it a day, I want to ask you one more thing. With everything you've done from the moment you got into the sport up until you got your pro card. Mm -hmm. This may be a long-winded answer. That's okay. What all have you learned? Or what advice have you learned to either tell people or tell people you've learned? Or like, what what can you take from it that you can apply outside the gym? Because this is one thing a lot of people don't realize. Yeah, you're eating, training, and getting on stage and underwear and stuff. They don't realize until I go through it. There's a lot of this shit you can take out of the gym and apply to everything that has nothing to do with this sport and excel miles ahead of everybody else. It's just they have to be willing to do the work. So 
what have you learned through this journey that you can that you can take with you out of here or, or that gives you advice you can give somebody else something like that? Okay, so long-winded. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> um, first thing that comes to mind, and this is something that I say all the time, you can do anything that you put your mind to. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Um, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry about that. It's okay. Turn this off. I thought it was already off. Okay, sorry. So basically, you can, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, you know, I talked about in the beginning of our of our talk here about in you know 2017 I started this and I did it for a lot of reasons but I wanted to build myself up because I had just come from something that I was torn down you know in a situation and I never I was told that I couldn't do it you know I was told that I you know wasn't capable I wasn't didn't have the body I didn't have the whatever so for me it was just like I'm going to prove to myself and whoever else, whatever else that I can do this. Um, and I feel like if you can put in the work to transforming your body, to becoming a bodybuilder, to cutting down body fat, to building muscle, if you can mentally put in the work and the drive and the determination to eat your meals, to sleep at the right time, to do your cardio, whatever, this is a physical thing, but this it, it's a, it requires a mental um, drive to do it. If you can do this, then you can do anything. For me, a person that, you know, I was never really athletic or to, into sports, whatever, I always, you know, physically, you know, I have just naturally a kind of an athletic look, but I was never into sports or anything like that. Um, and I started when I was 30 years old. I started this when I was 30. So if I can, this person that doesn't really have a background, come into a sport kind of late, you know, in her, in her years compared to most, and then transform my life and transform my body just because I decided that I wanted to do it, because I made up my mind that I wanted to do it. If you can put in the work and the determination to do this, then you can do anything that you want to do in life. That goes for, you know, building a, a business. That goes for, um, I don't know, anything, going back to school, getting your degree. That goes for being, you know, a mother or a father or whatever you want to do, helping somebody else. Anything that you want to do in life, you can do if you decide that you want to do it and that you can do it. So that's the biggest thing for me. Um, and like I said, also be willing to step out of your comfort zone, be willing to become a different person because that's what it's going to require. If you want to meet a goal, if you want to become something, you're going to have to kind of shed away layers of who you once were because that person wasn't able to be or it's not going to be able to go into the next level of your of your life. So you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and do things outside of the norm. But, you know, some people would say, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. But everybody has a different mission in life. Everybody has a different purpose. So find out what your purpose is. Find out what it is that drives you, that keeps you going, that also can help other people. Like that's another thing for bodybuilding. It's inspired me because I've been able to inadvertently inspire other people along the way, not even knowing it, you know, and people still to this day um, will contact me or, you know, stop me and say, Hey, you know, this is amazing what you did, or you look amazing. I wish I could do this. And every time I tell them you can, (laughs) 
you can do it if you want to. You can do anything that you want to do. And, you know, I try to help as much as I can, but I'm, I'm no different than anybody else. The only thing that separates me is that I decided that I wanted to do this. I decided that I wanted to stick to this goal, you know? So it's literally about believing in yourself and making up your mind that you're willing to do what it takes and to become who it's going to take you to become, to be, um, to have that goal and that dream realized. And that, like I said, that, that goes with anything. That goes with anything in life. So that's that's the biggest thing for me. Body building has helped me in every area of my life know that I can believe in myself and I could um, acquire the resources and, you know, the, the relationships with people and form my life around whatever I need to do to have what I want. Like you can have whatever you want as long as you're willing to put in the work. As long as you're willing to, 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 to do the work, you can have whatever you want in life. There's nothing off limits to you. That's a whole part of manif- manifesting. You know, you could do whatever you want if you want to. I think one of the reasons why this sport makes people realize that message so much is because everything you do from the point you decide you're going to start to the point you, it, will, it will show up when you get up on that stage. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's a different type. You can't fake that. When you get up on stage, you can tell who did everything correctly, who put more effort into it. Everything shows up that night. So mm-hmm. I, I, I may be wrong, but personally, that's why I think some people, they may go in once and fail and then realize, okay, I need to get my shit together. And then they may realize that message because they did everything and they won or they mm-hmm. did better. But it is, it, you, you, you see a result of everything you've done up to that point. And um, now I think not just you see it, but everybody there watching sees it. Right. And it, you're kind of under, you're literally under the spotlight when that night comes. So everything you did up to that point is being examined by a group of people. Some don't even know, don't even care about you. They're going to sit there and validate you. So like you have to buckle down and do it right. Yeah. And then you get this, it's like, oh man, if I just listen and do everything I'm supposed to do and, and work hard, oh, I can, I can do this. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, so and, and it forms you in, in every way. Cause that's another point. Like you, <laughs> bodybuilding, you put yourself up on a stage to literally be picked apart by people. Yeah. But to me, that's like, I love positive or it sometimes is positive. Sometimes it's not so positive, but constructive feedback. Because how is she going to get better? Yeah. That's no. something that's something uh, people say, I think, are not very thick-skinned, and that's hard for them to deal with. Yeah. But you got to hear that stuff so you can figure you, How are you going to fix it if you don't know what's wrong? Exactly. So, Leticia, I cannot thank you enough for coming on and doing this uh, for us. Let people hear what she had to say. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, to share your story with everybody. And um, have you got any ideas what's for you in the future yet, or are you just still kind of chilling out for right now? So we are waiting for that uh, that schedule to drop <laughs> for next year. Um, I my plan is to make it to the Olympia. That is my plan. So my my coach knows that we see it, and we're gonna do what we can to make that happen. Um, hopefully, you know I'm praying maybe I could win a show. You know, top two, whatever. I don't know. If, hopefully they do top two again this next year. Um, but even if it requires me to, to rack up points, um, I. You know, that's my goal. If I could do it this year, if I, I'm sorry, next year, if not to 2023, 
But so that's what I want to do, you know, and then from there, it just continues. I make it and then I just keep going up, you know. So I I came into this because I wanted to be um, I wanted to be the best version of me. And I think that that would be just literally a dream realized if I could one day make it to the Olympia. So obviously that's that's the goal for, I think, any competitors, you know, to try to be the best. So or one of the best. So that's that's what we're going to do. So. Um, hopefully we'll step on stage. Um, maybe I think most of the, the shows start March or something, um, April, May, something like that. We'll, we'll target around that time frame. Um, so pretty soon here, we'll start prep, um, and get it back into, into it, um, real deep. So right now I'm just, you know, relaxing a little bit, Of course. <laughs> and, you know, because I know once I get into it, it's, it's, you know, that's all she wrote. So I'm going to enjoy life a little bit right now, you know, enjoy this healthy body fat that I have on me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, it's a stage and that's, you know, the, I'm pretty sure you talked about it too, but going from stage ready to uh, off season, you know, the whole look and accepting that, you know, depending on who you are is, you know, how far that range could be, you know, anyway, I won't go too deep into that, but basically right now I'm just enjoying my off season. And then when we're ready to hit it, we'll hit it hard. You know, I'm, I, I've seen, I've been in Hawaii in the bodybuilding scene for 10 years, I'd say at least mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of people turn pro since I've been here, actually. So actually there wasn't many pros when I first got here. Now there's quite a few, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's cool to see people turn pro. But I'm always kind of the asshole. It's like, I want to see what they do with that pro card. Absolutely. That's so, what really. So absolutely. I hear you talk. I hear Dibs talk. I start getting excited. I'm like, oh, these guys. Okay. I turn pro. Okay. Well, now you're in a group of people that turn pro. But what are you going to do with it? How, how high up are you going to go after that? So it's cool to hear that you're already setting sights for the Olympia. And that's the, that's the goal. Like, I, I do not see why you cannot do that. That's a very feasible goal. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I, and, that's um that's awesome. I can't wait to see that happen. And um well, yeah, so, first. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, uh, first, so thank you so much for coming on. Congratulations. Absolutely. I never did tell you congratulations on the pro card. I'm really excited to see what you do with the pro card. I know you'll make it to the Olympia. Hopefully sooner than later. I'd like to see that. And um enjoy your off season and uh good luck. I'll see you when you get back to Hawaii. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye bye.